Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Your food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network at Harp on Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know the drill. What do we have in store for you on this episode? Well, like this. A little... SEC steamroller, right? Wow. Conference expansion, changing the landscape of college football, or is it? It is a little bit, but the reaction, now now we're overreacting to this. We're going to explore that coming up. Also, Aaron Rodgers deciding that he and Green Bay can figure this out for a year. What he's going through, very similar to what Kobe Bryant went through in the mid-2000s, or at least 2005, 2006. We're going to look at that as well. Also, dun, 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 Team USA. All right. uh, yeah, basketball, losing to France. What's that mean? So we're going to explore that as well. All right. Let's start off with this first. The SEC, Oklahoma and Texas, welcome in. Done deal. All just waiting for that ink to dry. Then what? Well, now you have this overreaction. Now you have this, I don't want to say panic, but you have this gripping of the steering wheel. What's this conference going to do? What's this conference going to do? The conference that needs to worry right now is the Big 12. Any other conference? Eh. Eh. Saw the report today. Was it Adam Rittenberg that said that the Big Ten will expand uh, but only at this time, considering what? Association of American Universities, the AAU. Oh, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, there's five schools, and I keep seeing, well, there could be Pac-12 schools. There are five schools that fit the bill of an AAU school to go to the Big Ten. Kansas, Pitt, North Carolina Duke, and Georgia Tech. Now, the Big Ten has always had their sights on Georgia Tech. Why? It gives them Atlanta. Gives them Atlanta. And the bigger TV markets or the bigger markets you're in, the more money you can make per school. That's what this is about, making more money per school. The addition of Oklahoma and the addition of Texas, not necessarily for the SEC about making more money per school, but selling it on the brand. The Big Ten has chosen to capitalize on the city. They chose Nebraska to balance the conference, and they went and got Rutgers in Maryland for big TV markets. A&M? was about recruiting and getting into Texas when it comes to its big cities. And adding Mizzou was all about St. Louis and Kansas City. So if you're the Big Ten, you don't have to do anything right now. The Big 12 has to make some moves. If you're the SEC, you just sit back. Well, the SEC needs to continue to expand. No, they don't. The SEC's good right now. SEC's good right now. 16, good to go. They're not going to add any more than that. Everybody now is coming up with their new plan and, okay, we're going to add this. No, no, no. The only conference that needs to... The panic, to some extent, is the Big 12. And the Big 12 is all about two schools. Two schools and two schools only. Big 12 is all about two schools. Those two schools are what? Oklahoma State, Kansas. That's all that matters. If Oklahoma and Kansas State, if you're the Big 12, you sit down and you come up with a plan. You're like, look, if Oklahoma State and Kansas leave, it's done. It's over. But if Oklahoma State and Kansas can stand pat and look around and say, okay, we're going to recruit some schools here. We're going to recruit some schools here. Oklahoma State and Kansas go out west to the Pac-12. It's over. Is the Pac-12 interested in those schools? I, I, not. Maybe. 
Keep seeing the Big 12 or the Pac-12 could add Boise State and BYU. No, guys, no. It's not about, this is not about geography anymore. Does me adding you make me better? The reason A&M and Oklahoma coming in, let's face it, geographically, Oklahoma, not too much farther. Is it even farther west than Missouri? Already have A&M. Texas is right down the road. That's not that big of a deal geographically. You already have A&M, Missouri. You're already there. And while we're at it, we don't need to make this more complicated than it is. Auburn, Alabama to the east. Texas, Oklahoma to the west. 16-team conference. You play the seven teams in your division in two crossover games. You want to treat it like the NFL, which I think would be really cool. You get a first place, second place, third place, fourth place schedule, depending on where you finish. And that you could do that up and down the ledger for the SEC, based on where you finish. So you won't know your two opponents until the next year. I think that would be great. I think that would be awesome. A way to change it up a bit. But if you're if you're bent on this whole concept that, oh, we got to play everybody, because you could... Go to Florida and, and never, ever even play Texas A&M. All right, if you want to rotate, two, 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 two. So you get at least, if you stay all four years, you get to play at least every team once. Go for it. That's what you want to do, fine. But we don't need to make this more complicated than it is. We really, really don't. Alabama, Auburn to the east. Texas, Oklahoma to the west. So now you've got your structure. If I, you know, I look at things from the Big 12 perspective as everybody's trying to figure this out, and the Big 12 is the only conference that can just chill. Big 12 is the only conference that can just sit back and chill out. Don't have to do anything. Actually not. They don't have to chill out. The only conference that can chill out is the SEC. The Big 12, they don't have to panic. But everybody can chill out here a bit. What the Big 12 should do, again, you have to look at it market-wise. You're never going to replace Oklahoma and Texas. You're not. You're not going to replace those schools. So get that notion out of your head. So what do you need to do? You need to get, you know, is your Big 12 network that just launched, right? You, you need to get this in the proximity of how do we add as many eyeballs as possible to our brand? Well, a city that's growing mightily is Orlando. If you're the Big 12, you got to add UCF. You just have to at this point. So that gets you to nine. Then what? Well, you know, people have been kicking around with this one for years. If you're the Big 12, you finally have to go get Cincinnati. It's a good, solid brand. Again, you're not going to replace Oklahoma and Texas. You're not. You're just not going to do it. So trying to replace, you're just not going, it's not going to happen. So how do we, no, you have to look at it is in terms of market size and accessibility. Big 12, you add Orlando with UCF, and then you add Cincinnati. And let's face it, Cincinnati last year played in what, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, We've seen UCF over the course of the last few years play in major bowl games. At least there's some cachet there. Because this is all about football. It's not about basketball. It's all about football. Football and TV markets. It's not about basketball. So, yeah, UCF and Cincinnati is where I would start. And then, you know, you can kick your tires on Memphis if you want to. You can go down that you know that path. Um, boy, if you really, really... It's not the same. I, I, you can consider schools like Marshall, but it's not going to do anything for you. The two that you need to add immediately when you, you calm everybody down, you bring Kansas and Oklahoma State into the fold, and then that's what you do. Another thing that I saw, Oklahoma State's president furious at Oklahoma. Yeah, I bet he is. 
What they did isn't right. Oh, come on. If the roles were reversed, you think for one second, if the SEC wanted Oklahoma State in Texas and told Oklahoma State to keep their mouth shut, they wouldn't do it. They'd do it in a heartbeat. The problem is, and this is the case here, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are rivals. They're girls in school, right? Both trying to become prom queen or head cheerleader. And the stud picked the one over the other. Plain and simple. That's what happened. You get upset all you want. Get get worked up all you want over this. That's what happened. So Oklahoma State's furious. Oh, who cares? Who cares? It's like Texas was upset when Texas A&M left. Yeah, not upset 10 years later, are they? Nine years later, whatever it is. So again, if the Big 12 needs to figure it out, Cincinnati and UCF, because you need to stabilize your conference. And that stabilizes your conference. And then you can get cute after that if you want to. Then you then you can start looking around and go, okay, well, let's add Houston. Let's add Memphis. You can start doing things like that. The Big 12 and 8 wanted to get back to 12. The four schools I would add would be Memphis and Houston and UCF and Cincinnati. That's what I would do. I want to get back to 12. Big 10 shouldn't do anything. Just chill. Chill. No need to do anything. If you're the ACC, you look around. Eh, eh. But this notion that the Big Ten's only interested in adding AAU schools, Association of American Universities, then it's pretty simple. Your five schools that fit the bill are Pitt, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, and Georgia Tech. If I had to sit here and venture a guess when it comes to those schools, I, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would say they'd add Kansas and they would add Georgia Tech. That's what I would guess. But if you're, or Pitt, Duke and North Carolina package deal, make basketball better, but it's about the Atlanta market. They've always wanted their, they've had their eyes on that forever. So there you go. All right. That to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to get a deal done here with the Packers. They're going to be able to at least get through this year. And then who knows what happens? Now, look, Aaron Rodgers made what? Seven million last year, eight, nine million the year before because he got that big lump sum in terms of a signing bonus four years ago, three, four years ago. Now he's owed $22 million this year. He, what's he going to do? Give that up for the shot to host Jeopardy? Now, he was going to make his money, and he knew he needed to show up, so he shows up. Cooler heads prevailed here. Here's one of these things where the minute something ugly goes wrong, everybody wants you to resign. Right? A politician gets in trouble. They do something foolish. Resign immediately. And I'm going to take a step back. Pressure becomes so intense. Like The Packers got to trade him. The Packers got to trade him. Why? Packers didn't need to trade him, so they didn't trade him. And now what do they have? They have themselves Aaron Rodgers for one more year. How much is his value going to go up or go down based on next year? Who knows? But right now, what's his value? Two teams? What's his value going to be at the end of this year? Five, six teams? What if he has another MVP year? What if he doesn't have an MVP year? All right, fine. He doesn't have an MVP year. And then you trade him and you get a second, two seconds or whatever, and Jordan Love slides in. So I just, this notion that the Packers had to do something. No, they didn't. Sometimes you can just chill out. Same thing with the Houston Texans. They need to move on from Deshaun Watson. Why? There's no value in him right now. Sometimes the best thing to do is just sit. The Big Ten just needs to chill, sit. The Packers just just sit. It, it, everybody acts like they're pacing. They're ready to get on a flight in an airport that doesn't leave for an hour. Just t- t- take it easy, man. Take it easy. You're like a kid waiting in line somewhere. Just t- It's going to take a while here. If you're not a very patient, patient person, Disneyland, Cedar Point, Kings Island amusement parks aren't your thing. Just take it easy. Packers sit and it's going to benefit them 
Now, what happens in the offseason? Who knows? Talk about voiding the last year of that deal so they can move him. He can be a free agent. All of those things. Who knows? But right now, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers remind me a lot of where Kobe Bryant was with the Lakers after Shaq left him. How upset he was. He wanted out. And essentially, the Lakers did have a deal done with the Bulls to move him. It didn't happen. Was it Mitch? Was it Bus? Mitch Bus? No, not Mitch Bus. Doctor Jerry Bus. Jerry Bus got together and with the Lakers and Genie, and and they basically calmed Kobe down. They just kind of they were patient. They didn't panic, and he ended up playing for what five more years there, six more years there, if not longer. It was even longer than that. Calm down here. Let's calm down. Well, same thing here there in Rogers. Let's chill out. Who knows? This may be a great year. Everything comes together. He forgives him. Maybe not. Maybe not. But this reminds me a lot of that situation. It does. And if he wants out at the end of the year, then he wants out at the end of the year. Looking at the NFC, you'd still say the Packers are number two behind the Bucks, wouldn't you? Looking at, I'm looking around at the rest of the NFC. No, Who in the NFC East? Nobody. NFC West, I, I guess you could. I mean, the Rams and the Seahawks, but man, Arizona, that, that division is just loaded. Only one team can come out of there hosting a playoff game. If you're the Packers, what, the Bears are going to challenge you this year? The Vikings are going to challenge you this year? The Lions? Packers will win 11, 12 games. In, well, now there's 17 games. They win 12, 13 games this year. The Bucks and the Packers both have the first place schedule, so they're going to be challenged. But I, I expect the Bucks and the Packers to be right there again, and whoever comes out of the NFC West, again, conference or divisions loaded. Low did. So whether it's the Rams or the Niners or the Seahawks, who may even be Arizona. Oh, okay. Those three of those teams or two of those teams are gonna have to go on the road. So we, we see what happens when the likes of LA has to go to Green Bay or LA has to go to Tampa. I mean to Green Bay more than anything else. But again, it's one of these things that sometimes you just need to sit. Just need to sit. Aaron Rodgers talked about it best, right? And it's one of those things where Aaron Rodgers used the saying and the Packers now can circle back around. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. His methodology is exactly what the Packers employed. Worked. It worked. Um, So they just take it easy here. And it looks like all's well that ends well. And Deshaun Watson may still end up moving somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? But the NFL's pretty much set with training camp set to open here. One to wrap with Team USA. Team USA loses to France. I actually watched that delayed where they what had a seven-point lead and all of a sudden you blink your eyes and they're down six. What France going on a 13-0 run the final or in from the four-minute mark or the three-minute mark to the end of the game or until there's 20 seconds to go in the game. Look, they fell asleep. Kevin Durant missed two huge threes. I think Team USA missed five threes in the final two minutes. You're in a close game. You're going to get beat when that happens. But Team USA basketball is in this impossible predicament where not only do they have to win, they have to win every game by 20 points. Think about it. They lose to France. Okay, let's say they come back and win this group and win the gold medal. Uh, uh. After an NBA season that drug on for a long time, and basically everything that they've done and how they've had to play last year in the bubble in the fall and into the fall, into the late stages of fall. And then here we bounce back, what, two months later, another full NBA season. Here we go again. Do they look gassed? They, they may be gassed, maybe uninterested. No excuse. 
But again, it shows you how the world's closed the gap. The world's closed the gap in basketball. It just has. Rudy Gobert plays on Team France, and it's like, oh, wow. So what? The dream, the team USA could come out and win every game by 30 points, and you are not as good as the Dream Team. Yeah, I guess not. That's where we are. We've gotten to a point where we're comparing everybody to everybody else all the time. It's like, not good enough. Not good enough. Oh, you got to sweep. Oh, you got to win every game by 20. What, Team USA lost for the first time in pool play in what was it? Is it 17 years? Okay. And it's, it's look, it's it, for the, unfortunately, it's gold medal or bust. And we don't sit around and compare Team USA's, do we? The Dream Team's the greatest team of all time. All right, fine. What's the second greatest Team USA basketball team? I want you to rank the top four Team USA men's basketball teams in order. The Dream Team's number one. All right, what's number two? Well, can you tell me the starting five on that 96 team? You know there's members of the original Dream Team on that 96 team, right? Can you name them? I think the additions were Shaq, Reggie Miller. I was looking through that the other day. I can't even remember who they are. And then the 2000 team had Vince Carter and those guys on it. It It's Tracy McGrady. You're always going to be nostalgic for the past, the team from... 12 years ago, the 08 team was loaded. But then again, who'd they beat in the gold medal match or gold medal game? We just don't care about those things. Not as good as the original Dream Team. Oh, okay, I guess not. Impossible standards. So Team USA loses to France. Well, I hope they get beat. No, I hope they win. Why would you want Team USA to get beat? And apparently players are upset about Greg Popovich's offense and the way he runs things. Oh, for crying out loud, that team had a five-point lead with four minutes to go, or what a seven-point lead with four minutes to go. Kevin Durant missed two gigantic threes. They missed five threes in the final three minutes. Come on. It had nothing to do with the way he ran. Those are open looks, too. They just got beat. They got beat. Fell asleep in the final few minutes. France didn't roll over, and he got beat. So This team reminds me a lot of the 2004 team. They lost to Puerto Rico, or I hope they get beat. I hope they get beat. That was the team that was led by Allen Iverson. Hope that a rookie LeBron James or a very young LeBron James. Hope this team gets beat. Why? There's, you know, and it's one of these things that a bunch of guys have tested positive for COVID or whatever reason they're not in there. Fine. You know, Dame Lillard, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, those guys should be able to carry you. They should at this point, at least through this. But Mike Krzyzewski and Team USA Basketball, they had everything together. At least for a couple years, it got tougher and tougher and tougher. And just in life, you need to hit the reset button. There's a reason why teams don't win three straight Super Bowls. There's a reason why teams in baseball don't win three World Series in a row. The Yankees did, but how long ago was that? They went three in a row? No, uh, Yeah, they did. Right? 98, 99, 2000? Yeah. Just don't do it. Teams don't do that in any sport. And... Golden 08, Golden 12, Golden 16, that's three. It's tough to keep doing that, especially with the way the rest of the world is cut up. Look at Giannis. Look at the rest of the world in basketball. Look at all the international stars we have now. It'd be nice to see that growth in other international sports for us, but apparently other countries do that. There's where the growth of football hurts us internationally. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. So where the growth of international or the growth of the NFL where Again, Cassius Clay, if he were growing up in Louisville, would Cassius Clay be a power forward in the NBA? Would Cassius Clay be a professional boxer? Or would Cassius Clay be a tight end in the NFL today? I don't think you'd choose boxing. That's just it. Your other athletes play other sports now. 
your stars. That's why baseball always talks about the the dwindling number of African Americans. It's like, well, who cares how many African American sports? Well, exceptional athletes. You want exceptional athletes to play your sport. The brand is better because of it. That's why. Exceptional athlete hit 300, 300 home runs or can go be a defensive back for the 49ers. I'd rather have exceptional athlete play baseball than just be another DB in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like the Deion Sanders is the world. That, that's that's the issue here, I guess, internationally with Team USA. And it's funny because boxing is the sport that we've lost the most in, or not the most. I, well, let's face it. Yeah, 25 or 26 years ago, 25 years ago in Atlanta, Team USA boxing, it was great. 30 years ago, Team USA boxing with Roy Jones Jr. Think about that. Think about when you go back to Team USA, Cassius Clay, Evander Holyfield, Tyson never fought in the Olympics. Roy Jones Jr. got jobbed in 88. But you go back and look at all the big, how they worked their way up through and all these stars. Eh, not anymore. Not anymore. Because our exceptional athletes have all gravitated towards football. So there you go. All right, Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, or radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports on all of those platforms. You can check us out on Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as well. Make sure you check out uh, the YouTube channel, Harpon Sports, as well. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.